0: Everyone, it's Kobe
1: and Kyle,
0: and we are back for another episode of the Healing Circle. Ay, ay.
1: Don't drop that dun up
0: up. Don't
1: drop that dun d-up. I said don't, don't drop that dun I
0: say what? Don't drop that
1: dun I said don't drop that, don't drop that ba- I don't even know what this ba- song ba- means. Ba- I don't know either.
0: It just <laughs> came to me.
1: I feel like the Lord was leading me to that.
0: That's how he wanted you to worship. Yeah, the Lord, yeah. Well, that's an appropriate way because we are still in our series called Let's Talk About Sex. So, you um, said it right that time. I'm sorry. Let's Talk no, no, About Seeks. <laughs> um, we're excited to be back today answering one of the questions that we really thought was profound. First of all, every single question that you guys ask will be answered and we cannot wait for you to hear all these answers. Um we have some really awesome professionals coming in at some point during this series and you guys will get to hear from a Christian sex therapist
1: who is also great.
0: black, might I add. Who is also amazing, might I add, who is also based in Charlotte, might I add. And she has some knowledge for y'all. <laughs> Listen. She has some knowledge and I'm excited for you guys. So the question that we are answering specifically is soul ties. Are they real or something made up? How do you break them? So first um we want to talk about soul ties because soul ties are a thing. But we do want to clarify that when we say soul ties, we are not talking about you script to you flip to Leviticus and it says mm-hmm. and the soul tie is established <laughs> in the blah blah blah, right? Yeah. But what we're talking about, and I think oftentimes when people coined the term, rather when the term "soul tie" was coined, I think what it was talking about is this invisible covenant that is made between two people, um, whether the individuals were willing to participate in the way that they thought they were or not.
1: So maybe it's helpful. Um, there's bound to be some people listening to this conversation who maybe haven't Grown up around uh, using some of the what we like to call Christianese mm. language, yeah, I <laughs> things that, that book, are only phrases in church, uh, like in specifically ch- American Christian church. And yeah. if you're outside of it, you don't even know what it is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. soul tie. In case you you've never heard that phrase before, um, when when people reference soul tie, what they're essentially saying is. Um, the sort of question about, is there this idea that when two people have sex, whether they're married or not, that they're connected at a foundational deep level, like mm-hmm. connected by the soul. Yeah. Beyond like what a ring or a piece of paper says, that this act of union can connect you to somebody and it can connect you even after that person has left the picture. Yeah.
0: And even against your will.
1: Even against you, even if you don't want to. Yeah. So the idea that like you can't get someone off your mind and it's been two years, the idea that a, a relationship was like toxic and abusive and yet you still find yourself longing, longing. for this person, yep. even as front of mind, you're like, that person was trash. <laughs> but back of mind, yeah. you just, you feel like you have this soul
0: almost, tie. Yeah, almost like this instinctual drawing to them that you cannot break with normal, normative actions, thoughts, patterns, routines, and the like, right? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, the word soul tie is not in the Bible, but neither is the word psychology or scripture or diabetes or gout (laughs) or, (laughs) you know. Trauma. Yeah, or trauma. Those words aren't there, and so I think it's important that we remember that when we develop words um, that are common to our personal culture that reflect biblical principles and biblical um, motifs that we don't automatically say like, oh, it's not biblical, right? Because there are lots of places where you can see how God speaks into the mind and mental health of people, right? He says, you know, renew your mind daily. Um, But he never says the words mental health. (laughs) He never says the words psychology, right? Yeah. yeah So the second part of the question is... Are they real or something made up? So I'm going to talk a little bit of the mental health um, side of it, and then Kyle's going to talk more about the biblical side, um, and then we'll both kind of like jump in as need be. So, um, are they real? <laughs> I would say yes, and I'm not just saying that as a believer and as a Christian. I would also say that as someone who is steeped in psychology in the mental health field and is a licensed trauma counselor right so the reason why i say that um oftentimes in christian circles i almost slipped right into Mm christianese but (laughs) in christian circles the idea is that when you engage in an intimate act with someone that results in orgasm there is a bonding that happens spiritually emotionally um but many people don't know that there's a bonding that happens Physically and physiologically or, and hormonally, right? Yeah. So um, we talked about attachment, right? We talked about... Have we talked about attachment on the podcast?
1: Hmm. It <laughs> seems like one of those things that
0: has to have come up. I feel up like we've talked around I, it. I don't know if we've actually talked about... Okay. About it. So maybe we haven't talked directly about <laughs> attachment, but we'll get there um, if we have not. So um, attachment essentially is is your ability to an extent to which you attach to certain people and types of people, right? So um, when you think about the human body, based on certain actions, certain hormones are being released. When you develop an intimate attachment to somebody, really, when you fall in love with someone, you look at the brain, you look at what hormones are being released at high volumes, what we call flooding, right? Oxytocin, vasopressin, Those are the two hormones you're going to see just flood someone's brain when they mention someone that they love, mention someone that they're infatuated with, mention someone they've been doing life with forever and just completely adore. Also, when you have an orgasm, those same hormones are released. And they're not just like, ooh, a little like squirt here, right? They're Mm -hmm. flooding the brain, right? So what does that tell us? Our body's process of developing deep and lasting and abiding attachment with other people a big part of that process is orgasms
1: yeah
0: right and so a big part of that process is orgasms and so we don't get to tell the brain you're flooding me with oxytocin and vasopressin right now only because I'm having a one night stand and then turn around and the body floods those exact same emotions to the exact same extent when we're around someone that we want to spend time with in a more intimate personal way yeah Right. And so for me, that's more of the the part of that, like the part uh, sorry, the psychological and mental part of understanding soul ties is that something happens physiologically where your brain actually begins the process of developing an intimate relationship that you would with a long lasting partner whenever you have an orgasm that involves another person.
1: Now, and this is kind of off script because we haven't talked about this, but if you've been listening to our podcast for any amount of time, you know we try not to talk too much about what we're going to talk about beforehand because we want the conversation to be authentic. So how much does dopamine, like, factor into this? I I only say that because, um, you know, full disclosure, again, if you've listened to the podcast at all, Earlier in my life, and even to some extent, you know, ongoing. While I've been in therapy. Part of the reasons, and part of um, my mental health journey, has been around sex. Has been around porn, and been around masturbation, and been around some of these things. And one yeah. of the, and as I was trying to educate myself so that I could free myself, one of the things I I stumbled upon was just dopamine. You know, that that release <laughs> um, or this chemical that makes you feel good right that Mm -hmm. is released during hormones i mean sorry not hormones but released uh during orgasm and also released like when you eat really good food yeah and when you see a great movie and and so i like to think of it in the same way of like we've all had an amazing piece of pizza and then the next time we saw an amazing piece of pizza we had this craving, this mm. longing.
0: You be, like there are little there are there are foods that we can think of right now and begin salivating over. Yeah, right. Because our brain has developed an association with that, whether we want to or not. Mm-hmm. So it, it works in the inverse, right? There are foods that you're like, oh my gosh, I used to love this, but this one time I found a hair in my spaghetti, and even though that spaghetti looked so good, it just literally makes me want to gag when I look at it. Yeah, right. And so it's the yeah, it's the same yeah. thing, and I think that for us dopamine is such um a powerful foundational you know hormone in the human experience right because it tells us what to keep looking after
1: yeah
0: it tells us what to keep seeking
1: yep, yep right yep, it, yep. it
0: is really um a biological hormonal uh compass it's it's telling us what is and i'm saying true with finger rotations it's telling us what's true north based on the body's ability to experience satisfaction. So if I can only find them, we're going to talk, um, if you're in our, uh, the inner circle, shout out to the inner circle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: How did we, up, it y'all? we <laughs> love you guys. Um, if you haven't joined the inner circles, $10 a month, you get two extra podcasts a month. You get mental health resources. You get a free Q and a, where you get to hang out and talk with us. A bomb, um, Chat on Discord. You
1: know, your twist outs last a week longer.
0: Facts. Yeah. Facts, facts. Facts. It's crazy. Um, but um, we're gonna talk about masturbation, mm-hmm. right? And and for some people, they think it's fine. For me, as a believer, I know that God is called. Rather, I believe that God is called intimacy to be between two people Mm. and if my true north if i'm only experiencing true north true joy true satisfaction in absence of physical interaction with another person and surrender with another person the vulnerability
1: um, implied in that whole situation
0: yeah, yeah right right and it 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 can become a worship of self yeah instead of worshiping with it can become worship of
1: yeah. right? Yes, <laughs> like, yes.
0: I only want to do this with myself, by myself because it's safest, because, you know all this, and there are lots of things that play into that, right? So, I have clients who, for them they, they, they've they experienced extensive trauma that I wouldn't even want to say out loud, right? And so, there's, there's grace and understanding for them slowly developing exposure to sexual intimacy and sexual interaction but um, Dopamine tells us what to keep going after. Yeah, yeah. Right? It says, hey, that feels good. Keep doing that.
1: It says, man, that Shake Shack burger was amazing. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what The next of, time you're they hungry... definitely use
0: potato buns there's, because... There's
1: something in that.
0: They're succulent. That's what they are. Being a busy mom, a full-time entrepreneur, and a pregnant lady means sleep is precious. That is why I love our partner and sponsor for this podcast, MG12. Did you know magnesium is considered to be one of the most critical minerals in the human body? Lack of magnesium can cause accelerated skin aging, diabetes, anxiety, depression, kidney stones, muscle weakness, fatigue, insomnia, and so many more mental and physical problems. So, what's the solution to our magnesium deficiencies? MG12 mg12 is a north carolina-based family-owned business that has tons of magnesium products like magnesium oil sports bombs soaps body bombs and my favorite the bath salts this is what put me all the way to sleep you guys i soaked in it the other day did my nightly routine and i was out in literally minutes i usually wake up feeling lots of cramps in my calves or wake up in the middle of the night with a restless leg syndrome which is common for lots of pregnant women Ever since I started using MG12, I have not had either since. Our listeners can now get 10% off of any purchase from MG12 using this coupon code Healing Circle. Again, that's 10% off of any magnesium product from MG12 using the code HEALINGCIRCLE. Now back to our episode potato buns there's, because... There's
1: something in that.
0: They're succulent. That's what they are. But
1: it, it really is that same principle. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of different chemical, hormonal, psychological realities that, that filter into the idea that we might start developing language like soul tie. Like just yeah. this... I can't shake it. I just want this person. I just yeah. need this person, and I don't want this person, and I don't want to need this person. Yeah, and I but know I that's I bad. For the same way.
0: And that's I think that that is why it's so important for us to um, be careful in what we delight in as believers. Yeah, um, as human beings. <laughs> yeah, and then also as you know, as as sexual beings, it's important that we are mindful of what we delight in because there's. There's no moral compass for hormones. No one wants to hear that. Yep. There is no yep. moral compass for... You don't... It's not like, oh, man, I know this is bad, so I'm not going to get turned on or I'm not going to be aroused or I'm not going to seek this. There's no moral compass for hormones. hmm <laughs> You know? like, And so you can be physiologically attracted to something that you don't want to be attracted to. Yeah. Right? You can physiologically be attracted to um, more violent or... Uh, physical sex or physical interactions even when you feel degraded by it emotionally yeah right and so it's so important that what we realize when we start patterns um, starting them is much easier than breaking them
1: facts <laughs> and, and to put like again we'll talk about this way more um, with the inner circle but to put a point on Kobe's um, you know statement of what she's saying there's this very common narrative. If you if you get into um, kind of the science of addiction regarding, like, say, specifically porn and masturbation, there's a story of this young man who, back in the day, 50s, 60s, 70s, um, found some, some magazines yeah. and did what young men do when they sometimes find someone's magazines. Lord. But this particular magazine was, like, cut off. So the, the woman that this young man was um, pleasuring himself to only had one leg in this picture.
0: I've heard this right? before. Yeah. And
1: this was kind of his first foray into sexual intimacy, and he became attached yep. to this woman, not in any weird way, but just in the, the way you would expect.
0: Yeah, the way and the brain ti- works. And naturally. over time,
1: yeah, he started finding himself wanting his spouse 20 years down the, the road to, like, cover up her leg during intimacy yep. and realized that he was still attached to the idea of a woman with only one leg.
0: Yeah. And
1: that it was stimulating to him in a way that he could not control, yep. that he did not want. Yep. um, And that was embarrassing to him. Yep. But was nonetheless, his brain was saying, no, this, this is, is what gives us joy.
0: Yeah.
1: One-legged, beautiful women... <laughs> give us joy it doesn't differentiate it doesn't make sense to the brain the brain's just feeling chemicals rush in and say yep we want more of that whatever that is
0: yeah and like to give a more like I guess more tangible example. It's kind of like people who gossip gossip to make friends.
1: Mm-hmm. And like yeah. feel
0: terrible about gossiping and they're like I don't yeah. even want to do this. I don't even want to gossip about other people. I really want to develop friendships based on intimacy and common likes and and Christ-like principles. But then their brain is like but you know the easy way to do this. <laughs> the way that makes that feels real good. Talk about her lace front. Bro. They saw it lifting. Bro, tell them about
1: the tea that you have been storing up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's
0: boiling, girl. Yeah, and, you know, it's. I think that we forget that God, when he writes scripture, when he, um, rather, when he inspires scripture and when he speaks to people, um, us through his word we miss that like he knows all of this like he created all of this Mm -hmm. right and just Mm -hmm. because we're now discovering it doesn't mean God's just discovering it and I think that that can be confusing for people um and this is me jumping into like kind of a tangent but like I've had to like talk with a couple of my clients about like hey if you believe in god obviously i talk about god to the extent my clients allow me to i'll Mm -hmm. say if you believe in god do you believe he's infinite and they'll say yeah god is infinite he's never-ending he's this he's that and i'm like why do you feel like you can become so familiar with something that is infinite Mm -hmm. right there's a sense of familiarity i can know steps a through z but there might be 48 other alphabets after z You know, and I think that some people are like, no, this is what I know of God. This is what it has to be. This is it. This is it. Period.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, "Mm, if God is infinite, there must be an infinite amount of ways to know him. Yeah. And when we keep breaking it down to these four ways to, you know, (laughs) like these, when we keep breaking it down to only the way that our pastor, only the way our mother, only the way the minister Mm -hmm. said is uh, possible. We miss the glory of God. We miss the wonder of God. And I think that for us, and I know for me, this podcast comes from, this podcast series comes from so many people missing the wonder of God in sex. Yeah. Because they just don't know how to regard it. No, none of their leaders talked to them about it. Nobody, no one, no one taught us how to worship through sex. No one taught me that it was okay to talk to friends about my sex life with my husband, not to be like, Oh, girl, let me tell you, you blew my back out. But to, to lament and to grieve. And then also to celebrate and be like, guys, sex has been great. Like, Thank you guys for praying for me. Like, no one taught me that was okay. It was always yeah. be quiet. Keep it to yourself. But l- can we just skip to Songs of Solomon real quick? Where she calls his penis. She calls his penis a ivory tusk. Y'all know how big a tusk is? Hmm? Hang it. And yet we're like, oh, it's too vulgar. It's, it's not appropriate. It's this, it's that. I really, one day, someone's got to do it. I feel like there needs to be like... Christian sex classes that, like... I'm sure they exist somewhere. I hope so. I hope so. We'll find them if they do. Um, but, yeah. So, the second part of this question was, how do you break them? I'm going to let you take this away, Kyle. But, before you take it away, because now I had another thought, and I don't wow. want to lose it. I'm sorry. I don't want to lose it. Okay. I'm sorry, babe. I don't want to lose it. Um, we see often in scripture... Me and you have talked about this before. I don't know if you remember. Um... How even when the Israelites are in covenant with God, mm-hmm. they begin to make covenant with other gods, yep. of other people through the actions that they take. Yes, right? They yep. never denounce Yahweh, they never say we are no longer children of God. they no longer they never say we're no longer sons and daughters of Abraham, but through their actions, mm-hmm. they begin to worship in a way that develops this covenant, this, soul tie if you will with these other gods yeah right and this is where we see god so grieved yeah <laughs> yeah. Yep. this is where we see god's heart broken this is where we see him so sad but then god provides a way out of these these soul tie relationships that his people have engaged with these adulterous he literally used the words adulterous these adulterous relationships that they yeah. engage with with these other gods
1: yeah and and that again we it's, it's funny that you bring that up because um it's such an interesting topic, um, because that soul tie that the, the Israelites kind of have with other gods, it happens in probably two main ways, right? When we think about like, okay, having something else other than God, we kind of think of, okay, well, we've got our relationship with God that is very much intact. And then we've got another relationship with something else that's offering to give us something that God is offering to give us. Cool. Then what we also see in Scripture is we see this sort of co-opting of the relationship they have with God within the foundation of what God has set up. And what I mean is, you'll see in, I believe in Jeremiah, somewhere around 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there, in the high teens, um, what's actually happening is that the Israelites have taken... The temples that they built to God on top of the mountains, and they're worshiping other gods in that temple. Mm. They're trying what they're they're trying to take the thing that God created, the function to worship Him, mm. and then they begin to worship other things in it, mm. and then they destroy things in a manner that is more destructive than anything God had um, considered. And it's yeah. actually funny because God says that they do things that He has not considered, mm. which is the only time in Scripture you hear that. Um, And it's interesting that an infinite, all-knowing God might say, you did something I had not considered, because they Mm -hmm. start burning their own children alive Mm. to appease other gods inside of his temple. Yeah. And very often, like, what happens, at least for, like, believers, around the issue of sex, we take this sex, this temple devoted to God, this thing that God gave us as a form to worship him, and we... We, we bring other gods into that place. Yeah,
0: we use it to worship ourselves and others and culture and, mm-hmm. and sin, right?
1: And something that starts out as a function of humility, of mm-hmm. self-giving, sacrificial interaction with someone else um, towards heaven because becomes something that is domineering and mm-hmm. aggressive and in some ways kind of hateful uh if you look at the ways that that sex is kind of used to manipulate relationships yeah and christian or not like Whoop. we've all well maybe we all haven't been but many of us have been in relationships that were somehow strung along that were horrible that were toxic and the only thing keeping it kind of intact was this sexual intimacy yeah that kind of like smoothed over these hurt feelings or was this balm over things that weren't getting talked about or addressed and you see yeah. people in relationships for years just languishing kind of in this thing that doesn't really work but there's this one thing that's kind of just keeping everything together long enough.
0: yeah and it makes me think about how you become you become um, you become tied to with your soul
1: yeah
0: you become tied to the extent and the manner in which something happens and not just the result, Hmm. right? Like, if I'm being transparent, I think about the relationships that I had before we got married, and to me, sex was wildly different when we got married because it wasn't about me pleasing you. Yeah. Like, it wasn't about, okay, he needs to be pleased, and that's it, right? It was about, like, oh... This is about uh, me too. <laughs> like this is I'm in, uh, uh, I'm not just I'm not just a vehicle for your pleasure. Yeah. I am a person who gets to receive and experience pleasure. Like I I experienced so much shame around that. <laughs> you yeah. know now I don't, yeah. but for a, a long time <laughs> <laughs> I experienced a lot of shame around like well this I felt I experienced this, or I experienced an orgasm, and you didn't. So we have to, you know, we just have to keep going until <laughs> you do. And it was just kind of like this. And I mean, I I want to be I don't want to be vulgar, but I want to be explicit because I feel like Christian. I just get really tired of Christians using so many euphemisms for things. Yeah, like,
1: sometimes yeah, you, you shoot the ball uh, and it and doesn't he, go quite in, but you still get points anyways. It's like what it's does like, that what even is mean? You what
0: are you talking just about? say what you mean. And what say happened? What, you what happened? And what didn't happen? Yeah, yeah, and I think what's missing in in the church is transparency. Period. And <laughs> and really in any subject, not just sex, but transparency. But you know, for me as a woman, the idea that a guy had ever cared about me having an orgasm was novel. Mm. Was genuinely novel and sex became something much more intimate much more terrifying and much less pleasing when i got to just be a recipient and not a participant why because my soul became tied to the idea of control mm. right like
1: yeah i remember this it's okay, about, yeah, it's you know up. like yeah. well
0: i get to control the outcome i know how to make it happen but boom bada boom bada bam you know <laughs> mm-hmm. there we go and now it's You're doing something to me. I have no... I don't know when when I'm going to have an orgasm. I don't know when I'm going to feel good. I don't know if that's going to feel good or not. And there's, like, this weird, like... There's this vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's this vulnerability very akin to relationship with God that happens when you let someone take care of you. And this vulnerability in relationship when you have to communicate, I like that or I don't like that. And it was... To me, my soul was truly tied to the idea. It was like, no, I don't, no, just, um, I'll just do something to you. And that was good enough for my other partners. Yeah. Because they didn't care about me.
1: (laughs) I was like, nah, bro, I'm not really into that.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think for many people, they may, their soul ties may be with people, but their soul ties also may be in the ways that they've engaged sexually. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. If you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, it may be like, no, it must happen in these ways for it to be good. It must, for it to be good to me, it must happen in these ways. It cannot require any vulnerability. It cannot Mm. require any, you know, stroke of luck. It cannot (laughs) require any spontaneity. It must happen like this every single time. Yeah. Um, And so I think there's so many layers to it, but you didn't get to... To the answer of, of well, um, how to break those soul ties and how God does that in Scripture.
1: Yeah, and, and to be clear, like if you're looking, if you're one of those people, like, well, yeah, it didn't show up in Scripture. So what are y'all talking about? Um, like Kabe said in the beginning, it's implied throughout. Soul tie is a term that we have used to as we're developing language, right? About. This issue, um, and you actually see it. I guess the clearest place would be in Gen- Genesis chapter 2 when it talks about um, Adam and Eve becoming one flesh. Yeah. One, it specifically says they become one flesh. So they've already been created. Eve created out of Adam's ribs. So you would think that um, at that point they were already one, fre- oh, one flesh. But yeah. God, um, but it says that a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife, and they will become one. Yeah. Flesh. And that's that's what is said right after Adam and Eve have c- been created. And that cleaving is talking about sexual in- intimacy. Um, and the word, that cleave, word in the Hebrew, um is spelled E-C-H-A-D. I say it ekad, but I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, so don't come at me about the way I'm pronouncing it. But... That word is littered throughout all of scripture, talking about sexual intimacy in various different ways. And it's where we get this implication of soul tie, the idea that you can become one with somebody through intimacy. Is that
0: word the same word in the Shema? Yes.
1: Yes, the Lord is one. Yes. 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 That is so interesting. The Shema, uh, I believe in Deuteronomy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Which, if you're part of the inner circle, we've done a whole talk and teaching about that but whatever it's not a big deal google it but either way so that <laughs> that's it is a big deal but like it's you know it is what it is but so that's what we're talking about just the idea that um you become one as you have this intimacy which now we know when we look at brain chemistry is a response of hormones and <laughs> psychology and all this stuff yeah. but this is this biblical principle that now we're developing language for yeah so if you find yourself in it right and it being this tie you know you're in it if you don't want to feel something for someone and after repeated attempts and real movement trying to like figure out what's there you're just not sure why you still feel it yeah you don't want to be with them but you want to be with them
0: and let me tell you a soul tie will torment you I Bro. it'll give you dreams it'll it'll have you block the person and then randomly pop up it it, it really will and you it know? can affect
1: your relationships because yep. you can be tied to someone three years ago and the person in the present is unable to live up to expectations to someone that is no longer in the picture. And
0: someone you didn't even really like in the And someone place, that you know wasn't saying? even all that. It's <laughs> yeah. just like it's yeah. an
1: emotional connection. So how do you get rid of something like that? Well, Scripture would declare um, that there's really only one response. And that's repentance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Surprise, surprise, right? <laughs> and um, repentance, meaning the idea of turning away. Yeah, yes. that's what it
0: literally translates to. I think oftentimes we hear the re- word repent and it has this very, like...
1: This connotation of, oh, just be better. Yeah, Like, this, next time, don't do that.
0: Yes, and this, <laughs> this what it means. strict, almost like the strict, conservative, shaming... Yes. ...tone to it. Mm-hmm. But, like, truly repentance is this gentle turning... It is this intentional surrender. It is saying my heart was turned towards something that wasn't you, God. And I'm going to turn it back towards you. Mm-hmm. Because I know that when I turn my heart back towards you, I'm going to experience what the prodigal son experienced. I'm going to see a father who, you know, pulls up his robe and runs as fast as Usain Bolt towards me. No right. <laughs> and and not not a repent whips you with a <laughs> with a with a leather belt be better. Yeah. If you know me, you know I absolutely love my essential oils. That's why we're so excited to be sponsored by Nature's Fusions. Nature's Fusions is a Christian family-owned essential oil and hemp extract company that is dedicated to giving people the tools they need to improve their lives and their natural health. The best part they're affordable, and I have a forever guarantee. That means that you can return their essential oils for any reason after any amount of time for a full refund. Use the coupon code KobeCampbell to get 15% off your next purchase. The code never expires, so you can use it as many times as you want. Again, that coupon code is Campbell to get 15% off your next Nature's Fusions purchase. Visit the link in our show notes to grab your goodies. Now, back to the show. Yeah.
1: Which is, quite honestly, the way most of our parents have disciplined us and the way that at least American culture tells people to move on. American culture never says, like, okay, like, hey, you you went wrong, here's the right path, it may take you a long time to get there, but as long as you're moving in that mm-hmm. direction... yes. You you are seen as good to me. That's not the way America is seen. You are seen
0: as blameless. Yes. Not just good. You are seen as blameless by the Lord. Yeah. You don't have to reach the destination of sinlessness. That is the point of Jesus Christ's blood shed on our behalf. Sinlessness is imparted to you through the cross. So as long as your heart is turned towards the cross and the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, that sinlessness is imparted to you and you can, you know, chill. You could (laughs) yeah,
1: it's part of it's part of what's being um, conveyed when Scripture says that um, faith is credited as righteousness. Right, like Moses' faith, Abraham's faith was credited as righteousness. Meaning that you can do a faithful action, like you can genuinely have your heart postured towards. I'm trying to do the right thing. Yeah, you could have that genuine heart posture. Do the wrong thing, and sometimes. God will say, No, your heart was postured in the right thing. You did the wrong thing. Yeah. But your heart was right. I'm yeah. gonna credit it to you as if you did the right thing. Yeah. Right, which is super cool, um, as far as grace is concerned. But soul ties, yeah, they're they are real, we would say. We would say chemically they're real. Yeah. Um you know, sociologically, we definitely see it. Psychologically, we see it. And scripturally, we see it. Yeah. And spiritually.
0: I think that it's a big part of, you know, the battle we fight is not of flesh and blood. You yeah. Know? yeah. It, it's a big part of that. Though. I think sometimes we think everything is just this physical reality. And as much as people get angry at the world for, like, it's spiritualism and all that stuff, I'm like, look, they're getting closer to understanding the fullness of the gospel. Someone who is spiritual and does not believe in God can understand the gospel better than someone who's not, yep, you know? So, yep,
1: yep, yep. If you love the truth more than you love being right, you will find God eventually, yeah. right? So, um, but for those of us who, you know, who may have a soul tire, if you're recognizing one, or you're trying to figure out how do I address this, repentance is key. Yeah. And repentance, um, the key to repentance is an acknowledgement of what is actually been done wrong right so it's not just saying oh I did wrong I'm sorry it's saying okay this is what I did wrong this is how my heart was postured incorrectly Mm -hmm. this is what I was saying to my soul this is what my actions were conveying even if my mouth never said it yeah so for me one of the things that I had to do when I was breaking off soul ties was I had to repent for the idea that these women belonged to me because for me that was part of what my my sinful interaction in in that in those places of intimacy were mm. and it wasn't someone said I wanted to be with them anymore and I couldn't get them out of my mind that way it was the idea that intimacy had been warped for me such to a point that it was about control and yeah. it was about domination and it was about the idea that 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 person is now mine yeah because i made them feel the way no one else had made them feel or whatever yeah, it was yeah. and so then even and if you relationship, i don't want them i don't want them you can have no one else classic can
0: classic like, like and i don't yeah. want
1: them to be free because their freedom would mean that i have now lost something mm. because i <laughs> because they whatever i felt like i gave them it meant more to me than being in a relationship.
0: Yeah.
1: It took me a few months of kind of prayer and contemplation and discipline, some of the things we talk about in our inner circle, yeah. to even come to the realization that that was at the core of yeah. why I could not let these things go. Yep. Even though their relationship's six, five, six, seven, eight years old, like I want to be with these people. Yeah. But they just, I couldn't let them go mm-hmm. in my heart. And so, yeah. just as a picture for what that can look like.
0: And... I think a huge part and I can say everything Kyle says I agree with, but I can also say a huge, huge part. I almost said huge the way Trump says it, but huge <laughs> huge part of this process is community.
1: Yeah. Yep. yep. Let me yep.
0: tell you, as a therapist and as a believer, shame is one of the most powerful tools in the brain period. One of the most powerful motivators is shame. One of the most powerful oppressors is shame, right? That's why James 6.15 says, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed, right? He, he's not just saying like, because a lot of us want to do the whole privacy thing, oh god i just you know thank you so much forgive me lord (laughs) and god honors that and he sees that but don't be surprised if your heart is open and truly turned towards the lord and your ear is attuned to his voice when he tells you to confess to another person right because there is power in uh, our brokenness being seen by other people because there's a piece of god inside of them a piece of the holy spirit and wisdom inside of them that can speak to the situation we're experiencing and can contribute to our ability to experience full freedom right also accountability how many times have you repented for something in your heart and then gone right back to it within the hour okay
1: bro, you a good one because I'm like oh, it's been 20 minutes time right, to go back
0: right but yeah. there's a way that God uses community and accountability and our ability to experience something I, I say this all the time to my clients relational pain can only be healed relationally So, if you have experienced a pain or a brokenness or a breach of covenant that's based in relationship, recovery is not going to exclude relationship.
1: Yeah.
0: It just won't. Right? We all need that corrective emotional experience. Right? When we look at Jesus, Jesus was a corrective emotional experience for the sin of Adam. Yeah. We all need to experience that. And so as you may be on the journey of trying to figure out, do I even have a soul tie? <laughs> do I want to break it? How am I going to break it? How, how? What do I want to repent of? Because I, Kyle, I love that you didn't just say, like, oh, you just say I'm sorry to God and move on. Sometimes we don't even know what we need to repent of. It took
1: me months to figure <laughs> out what I even, what was even wrong. Beyond the surface, I knew I did some wrong stuff. Yeah. But it's like. Sin, just like grace, and just like every relationship with God, it's all individual. It's personal. And so, um, you know, I would say as you're investigating, like, really, really take some time to figure out, like, what is your thing to own in Mm. it? Not what was your pastor's sermons, whatever he said to own in it. That's probably good. Pray about that or whatever. But like... Likely, if if there is a soul tie issue, it's because there is a way that you have connected to this person in a way that's individual to you. Community can help parse that out Can say, like, actually, that's not normal. You think it's normal because you're only talking to yourself in your head. If you talk to five other people who've been in relationships, you notice that you're the only person that's ever felt this way. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing you need to lean into. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was good, babe. Well, you guys... We answered this one question. Hopefully our next upcoming episodes are going to answer like several questions in, I think it's two podcasts, right? We're trying to break it up into two and do several. This series is gonna last forever, okay? Probably. We're sorry. It's probably gonna last until this baby slides out of me, Until so. <laughs> Obama
1: is president again, we're, oh, gonna, Jesus. we're gonna talk about it.
0: We are going to talk about it. Come on, Michelle. Um, if if you guys listening. want to support us, if you believe in what the Healing Circle is doing, if you love the content that we are making, the best way that you can support us is by joining our inner circle. You get a bunch of more Um, personal content from us. We talk a little more candidly about our personal experiences, but also I'm going to just keep it hot. You help us be supported financially and taking the time to do this as young millennial parents with another kid on the way. We love this and we want to continue to do it, um, but we need support and we're so grateful for those of you who are already supporting us. We get so so many letters and messages a week of the ways that our podcast has helped people and it means the world to it us. It really really does. Um and if we never get a dime, guess what? We're going to keep doing it cuz we believe in Jesus. That's true. But we would but also, <laughs> also If you don't join do the inner circle, <laughs> let I'm, the Lord use you. Yeah,
1: I'm going back to stripping on the weekends and y'all I don't really have the legs for it anymore. Yeah, so <laughs> I like your legs. Don't put me out there like that.
0: Uh yeah, so check the link in the bio for that um to join the inner circle join our patreon support 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 um follow us on instagram if you want to see a little more of our lives and our little baby and my baby bump (laughs) we'll talk to you guys soon
1: until the circle comes back around bye y'all bye
0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world to us. If you guys didn't know, we just reached the top 200 mental health podcasts in the U.S. and we want to keep pushing. So make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Also, join our Patreon. It's $10 a month. You get mental health resources from a licensed trauma therapist. I mean, it's pretty amazing. It's an amazing family, so join the inner circle. Plus we dropped our merch it's been a crazy time and the slogan protect your peace has never meant more so grab your t-shirt hoodie or crew neck when you get the chance and we'll see you guys next time bye